Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Tyler Toffoli has his 22nd of the season. Flames lead the Senators 2-1 with four and a half minutes left in the second period. Calgary out shooting Ottawa 23-9. Early second period, Coyotes up 1-0 on the Predators. Panthers up 1-0 on the Wild. Starting in about an hour, Detroit at Vancouver. Of course, Detroit is here on Wednesday to take on the Edmonton Oilers. 6 o'clock face-off show game at uh, 7.30 here on 6.30. Chad, later, it's the Sabres and the Kings. Well, uh, by the way, uh, keep your stuff coming in to 780-496-0063, and we'll have more open line time between 7.30 and 8. The hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. We're getting a lot of stuff on Eric Carlson. Do the Oilers pull the trigger? If you're running the Sharks, what do you want from Edmonton? And uh, I'm sure some of you have thoughts on the uh, call in the Super Bowl as well. I have to congratulate my next guest. He hosts the uh, 9 to Noon program every day here on 6.30. Chad, Shea Ganim checking in. Shea, I congratulate you on watching an entire football game. Well done, my friend. Thank you very much. It was uh, my one game a year. I usually don't even have one whole game a year. I usually dip in and out of the Super Bowl, but I actually watched it start to finish. It's a heck of a ball game, too, wasn't it? Uh, Kellen, could you see if we can just fix that um, little static we got there? Uh, because I want to talk to Shay about this. Sorry, Shay. We just had a little bit of a little rumble on the line there. Is it better now? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Sorry about that, Shay. You just there's a little bit of clicking on your line there. So is it just NFL you don't watch or you don't watch yeah. CFL, NFL college, or what's the deal? No, I watch CFL. I watch CFL. I've always been a CFL fan since I was a little kid, but I, I never got into college or NFL for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. But um so I, I like I, I never watch the NFL games. I am not not one of those guys who spends a whole Sunday watching football. But yeah, I watch the two four. It's a good game. Okay, we still got that, Kellen. Let's try, let's try to reconnect. There's like we have Shea on once a year usually. <laughs> this is the night. And we got a little bit of a of a bad connection for sure. Uh, I mentioned the Red Wings in Vancouver. They're coming through the West here. They play the Oilers on uh, Wednesday. They're in Calgary on Thursday, and then they play the Seattle Kraken coming up on Saturday night. The Oilers, you know, it's going to be a fun race here down to the wire. You got Vegas 
now they've won three in a row. They've been very up and down, uh, They've but they have won their last three, so they've kind of reclaimed a bit of a hold on first place in the division, 68 points, 630 points percentage. Seattle and Edmonton both with 65 points. Seattle has a game in hand, so they have the points percentage advantage, 613 to 602. Edmonton and L.A., Tied in points, tied in games played, tied in points percentage. The Oilers are placed above the Kings uh, based on the regulation and overtime wins. So that's why that breaks down. All right, Shay, let's try. Well, I can't believe we're having bad luck with another host <laughs> of, of all things. Okay. Uh, so anyway. Does it sound okay now? Now it's better. Yes, there was like this weird uh, clicking. Like there was, uh, I don't know if it was just some form of static. Probably probably these balloons that are everywhere. Could be. Could be uh, some kind of interference from the balloons. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> I, I, I said on Friday, I don't know why these spy balloons are such a big deal. The Patriots were using them for years in the NFL. Not <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Okay, so you watched the, the entire uh, NFL game, the, your one NFL game uh, a season. We'll start with the, the, the call. Like, did you, did you yeah. care about the holding call? Were you just like, whatever, or were you outraged they made it? What do you think? As a guy who really, like, I, you know, I, I could care less who won. I don't, I don't follow the games, obviously. So just as an, you know, an interested observer with no dog in the fight, I thought, you know what, it probably was a penalty, but it was a really ticky-tack penalty to call that basically determine the outcome of a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if you needed to throw the flag on that play necessarily. Sure, yeah, maybe it was a penalty, but, you know, with a minute left to go in the Super Bowl, do you make that call? I don't know. It's a pretty tough one. I, I, and I referenced this in, in the last half hour of the show, and I'm going to say this to you. I don't know if you heard it or not, but I, I think you'll like it, and you might you can borrow this for your okay. show when you're talking about sports, which you do occasionally, or in your everyday life. Yeah. Tom Higgins, of course, who, who you know, yeah. and yeah. you know he's coached a lot, but he was CFL director of officiating for a few years, and I interviewed him after he left that job, yeah. and he said you know, his inbox and his voicemail the, the Monday after the weekend games is, of course, all these angry coaches and general managers, sure. and they always say, well, you know, my guy was interfered with, my guy was held. Yeah. And Tom's reply was often, okay, the speed limit is 100. You're going 102. Do you think you should be pulled over and given a ticket? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a point. Like, don't you think on every single play, in every single football game, you could throw a flag for something if you wanted to? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know about a hold like that on a receiver. But here's the thing, yeah. and, and Jed pointed this out in the last half hour, is that yeah. the Chiefs started taking the Eagles to school on that play. So maybe the ref thinks, oh, this play is working, and now the only way the Eagle guy can defend it is try to hold. So I'm going to fly. You know? Get an arm wrapped around him, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It was a penalty. I mean, even the guy who committed defense said, hey, it was a penalty. I tugged on the jersey. It was a penalty. So uh, he wasn't even putting up much of a fight. It's just... I don't know. It was, I, you know, I, maybe it's just from the hockey school of thought where, you know, with a minute left in the in a championship tie game, you're going to have to basically take somebody's head off to get a minor penalty. You know what I mean? So it's just a different way the games are officiated. Uh, did you did, the halftime show? I actually knew three of the songs of the twelve that Rihanna did, though two good. of them I didn't know were her songs. I just had heard them in passing. <laughs> Uh, I, I texted a few people who would be more in that age range to like her music. Yep. And only one person said that he didn't like the show. I thought the platforms looked great. Very she didn't cool. dance around a lot, but then I find out she's she's pregnant. Did you sure, take an yeah. interest in the halftime show? 
Uh, not really. I mean, I, 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 the stuff like she did that song with uh, Eminem, Love the Way You Lie or whatever, which is phenomenal. She has a great voice, um, and she's drop dead gorgeous. So I, I'm, I'm a Rihanna fan. Um, and I thought the show was just, it was okay. The platforms, the, the production of it was really, really cool. But in terms of the performance, I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, whatever. I wasn't overwhelmed by it by any stretch of the imagination. But I recognized it wasn't for me. So, like I say, it was, it was just okay. I wonder, I, I'm wondering now, I mean, look, as, as you know, we work with a, a wide age variety in this station, yeah. right? We got people yeah. in their early 20s. I mean, when Bob Layton was here, he was into his his 70s. I Sometimes I look at the people in their 20s and 30s, and I'm like, I wonder at what age they're going to say this halftime show is no longer for me. <laughs> like, what's the threshold? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was talking to Chelsea, who I think is maybe early 30s, maybe max. Um, and Sarah, my technical producer, who is 23, Chelsea loved it. Sarah was like, yeah, it was okay. And she's a big Rihanna fan. And then after that, the downhill slide started. So maybe, it's, maybe it's 40, somewhere around there. I don't know. I feel like Sarah doesn't like anything, though. She's very she, jaded already. Well, no, if it, she is. But if it's Ed Sheeran or One Direction, she loves it. Okay. She, she's that age. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Gadam joining us on, uh, on Inside Sports. Uh, we're, we're putting him on a little later than his usual 9 to noon time slot. Okay, uh, transitioning to hockey. We, yeah. we've, before I ask you about the Bruins, and we've done the whole history of your Bruins fandom, so I'm not yeah, going to make yeah. you do that again. But I've spent a considerable time on tonight's show talking about Eric Car- And you know me. For I, I'm a bit of a freak, not just as a sports broadcaster, but as a sports fan. I'm not big into trade rumors because you could talk yourself to your blue in your face and then yeah. none of them happen. And it doesn't happen, sure. But the Carlson one intrigues me because you're adding a, 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 such an elite player yep. with already uh, McDavid and, and, and Dreisaitl. Now, there, would, how hard would you push to make this happen if you were Ken Holland? I mean, it would be a nice piece, I think, but I don't know if that's necessarily the most important piece for the Oilers. Their offense is pretty good, Reed. What are you going to do, put them on the power play so it's even better than number one in the league? I mean, they can score. We know that. The team can score almost at will, and if you put them on the power play, they're going to get you. So do you need another offensive weapon on there, or do you need uh, a really you know, physical, strong, dominant shutdown defenseman on the back end? And do you go out and try and get a better goaltender? I mean, I don't know. It's probably too late for that. I don't even know who's available at this point. Well, I think they're fine with the two goalies they have. Yeah, they're going to, at this point, you have to be, I think, right? But I just, I don't know. I mean, Carlson, he's a big ticket, right? Uh, And uh, we, I don't know. I mean, he's been awful the last couple of years. Sure, he's having a great year this year, and he's a fantastic talent. I just don't know if he's what the Oilers need. Well, the power play it can't go higher than number one. It could be forty. Per, it could be forty percent instead of thirty. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> At some point, you know, yeah, we've got the offensive weapons we need. What other pieces are missing? I mean, and maybe it's an easier get. But I, of course, if you can get Carlson for the right place, you, you take him. He, the guy's going to win the Norris Trophy this year. So if you can get him, sure, you take him. But uh, I wouldn't be uh, selling the farm for him. That's for sure. Well, and 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 that's the question, right? Because look, everybody says, "Well, trade them, pull the RV." Okay. Okay, sure. That's not. They don't want pull yard. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Brownie always says a bad team might take him and give him a 25-game audition maybe. to see if you want to qualify. Maybe that's that's the maximum his value is. Yeah. Somebody but, might see if the, if it gets better when he leaves Edmonton. But I love sports fans talking about hey that guy that we were going to put on waivers on the weekend. Maybe we can get Eric Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
one for one. The trade is one for one. But uh, yeah, it's 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 so interesting in a cap world with the with the retention. But but you yeah. you you made the point. So okay, Puljujarvi. Okay, well, if they ask for Broberg, if they ask for Holloway, if you know, if they ask for Bouchard, like what's the line? How many first round picks do they want? Do they want Lavoie? Do they want to say, hey, you just drafted this Reed Schaefer kid that's six three and right. built like a yeah. brick? You know. How old Carlson? What's he? Thirty-two. He's thirty-two. He's going to be thirty-three at the end of May. Yeah, so he's got what another two, three years of elite, possibly. I don't know. I mean, it's a tough one. I just, I, I wouldn't give up too much. I mean, Broberg, how old? I mean, how much? How long do you wait on him? He's a good player, but he's playing pretty he ever, well lately. He is, but he, he's not Eric Carlson. Will he ever be Eric Carlson? No, no, Probably. no. He's not, not going to be that I mean, good. So exactly. So you gotta you gotta try and weigh it out that way. And what's the if you're all in to win this year, then maybe you, you throw it in. But I don't know if the Oilers are there. You think they are? Is this like it's win this year or bust? Okay, but here's what I said to a, a texter who brought that up. For and here's I go back and forth on this myself. So I'm not pretending like I'm slamming my fist and saying FC Eric Carlson. But yeah, yeah. Okay. So we said in uh, to me basically we've been saying for three years that the Oilers are almost there. Okay, the 1920 yep, season. Sure. Actually, Holland did bring in Athanasiu and Green, and then the season got cut off, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had the lockout shortened season, and then they make it to the Western Final last year. So to me, that's three years of saying, you know, they're they're almost there, but let's not sell the farm. Well, how long do you keep saying that? Like, at what True. point do yeah. you, you push your chips in? Yeah, I think it's a good point. I mean, the window isn't closing. I mean, like we were talking about the Bruins, it's a different story. If you're the Boston Bruins and you got a chance to get Carlson, this is it. This is your year, and you know you're heading into uh, some dark years. In the, so it's a different situation. I don't know if the Oilers are quite there, but they do have to. They do have to do something. I don't think they're uh, a Stanley Cup contender right now. I mean, well, they're a contender, but do I think they're going to win? Built the way they are right now? No, they have to add some pieces. Carlson would be a big help. Um, but like I say, I don't know if he's the if he's the key. Well, I guess uh, to me, what you're saying is they're going to be in the playoffs, but they're a second tier contender. You wouldn't put them on a list of the top five contenders right now, perhaps. Mm, uh, you wouldn't so. anyway. I, 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 I mean, it depends. I mean, they're on a real tear right now. They're they're going pretty well. They're definitely they've shot up. They're you know they're almost uh, are they in first? They're they're, they're not three behind the Vegas now. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely uh, in that conversation. But I mean, you take a look at the East, and I mean, good heavens sake, uh, you know, that is in the first round, Tampa or Toronto is going to be out, and either one of those teams could easily win the Stanley Cup. Okay, so let's wrap up there. You're a Bruins fan. I embarrassingly actually thought the Bruins might drop out of the playoffs this season. Uh, forget <laughs> about that. They rarely drop a game. 39-8-5. As a Bruins faithful, did did you yeah. have any inkling this regular season was coming? Absolutely not. Not even an inkling. I thought, you know, with, with McAvoy and Grizzlick and Marshand out until Thanksgiving, I thought if they can be around 500, they'll have a shot of making the playoffs. Little did we know, you know, they're going to be 15 points up on the second-place team in the division. So, no, I had absolutely no idea this would happen. Not even close. Uh, how do you, do you think they're, they're playoff-ready? I mean, they usually have been, given the way they're built and how they play. I don't know. I don't. I, the, <laughs> I, I'd like to say yes, but I, I, I take a look at him. I mean, okay, Linus Olmark is playing a light, though. He, he's the runaway Vesna winner right now. Does that continue? I guess maybe it's just, I don't. I, I, I mean, you, you look at Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci and Charlie Coyle in the middle, and that's a pretty good one, two, three, but it's not the best centers in the league. They're very, very good. And I mean, 
they've got all the pieces. It's it, I just I think they're way overachieving right now, and now they've lost four to five. So can they can they turn that around? Can they get back on track? Or are they going to slip down a bit here? Um, I'd love to see it because I do think this is their last shot. I think this is the year, and I don't know what's going to happen at the deadline or here. They're in on Chikrin, and they're also talking about Shen. So uh, both those pieces would be a big help, but. Um, Again, I, I I wouldn't bet the house on the Bruins winning the cup, and it pains me to say that, but I just I'm not a hundred percent confident at this point. All right, uh, Shay, this was fun. We'll have to try to do this more often. I really enjoy your perspective. Love listening to your show. I'm often listening to it driving to and from Oilers practice when they skate in the morning. <laughs> so I'll be hearing you a little bit tomorrow for sure. Thanks, man. I love talking sports anytime you want, Reed. I love it. Right on, Shay Ganim. Shay Ganim show. Noon to uh, or nine to noon, pardon me, every day here on six thirty. Chet, he does a great job and a pretty big sports fan as well. All right, plenty of time for you here as we move along. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Super Bowl refing. How often do you want the refs to intervene? And of course, Carlson, 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 Carlson. Should the Oilers make it happen? If you're running the Sharks, what do you want from Edmonton? Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Oh, a little Def Leppard. Always enjoy that. Okay. Uh, yes, next half hour, we will get more of your feedback on uh, the Oilers. Eric Carlson rumors, interest level, all that fun fun stuff. If you want to talk about officiating in the Super Bowl or anything about the game, that too is good. And we'll also do Name the Animal in the next half hour, our world-famous award-winning segment. I believe that's what it is, Kellen. It is. How, how did you do on your pick? So I, I, I watched that video from that site that you sent me. Mm-hmm. Scorigami. Scorigami, yep. It's the game within the game. That is fascinating. Uh, and it, what I found interesting was it's possible in the NFL to have a game that ends 6-1. Yeah, that's wild. So the yeah. team attempting the extra point or mm-hmm. the, the conversion would have to give up a safety way back in their own yep. end. Yep. And it's only a one-point play if it's on a convert. So mm-hmm. that's the, the only way you could have a game in the NFL end with a team getting to one point. What's the one score that he said he'd like to see? Uh, 4-4? Yes. And there's like... Uh, one in, it was, I don't know, it was something like 300 billion chance of it, if it actually, because the game would have to end with two safeties each, right? Yep, exactly. To get to 4-4. Well, could happen something. Yeah, there, there, he did say, you know, when they added the two-point convert, um, that they they had a bunch of scores that they hadn't had before. But, mm-hmm. uh, but generally, there were some years in the past where there wouldn't be any new scores before they had that. Right. 